Hello everyone and welcome back to Fitcast. I'm your host Molly Edwards and joining me today I have two people. I have Phoebe and Nathan. Hello guys. Hi, thank you for having us on the podcast. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, so firstly guys, for people that don't know, you two are together and congratulations on your engagement as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was a long time coming, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon, say again. You guys have been together for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, it'll be seven years in June. Yeah, yeah, it will actually. So it was, yeah, six and a half years when you proposed, weren't it? Yeah, I was just making sure that she was the right fit for (laughs) That's fair enough. Like weddings are expensive, so you know. Yeah, well, sure, it's right. (laughs) <laughs> well, we've not decided on a date, have we, yet for the wedding? No, I think um, our priorities are elsewhere at the moment with yeah. competing, and I think it's too much planning, so maybe maybe like 2025 we'll get married, something like that. Just get a wedding planner, mate. Yeah. You know, I don't plan anything. Yeah, just <laughs> do it. Just yeah. do what you think. Hey, I want it in this place, and this is the amount you're allowed to spend, and just sort it. Yeah. yeah. Lovely, done. Yeah, job done. There's too much stress otherwise, I think. 100%. My brother's just getting married at the moment and he is so stressed just from planning it. But I think that's why it's putting me off sorting it. Yeah. We've took the step, that's fine for now. So, yeah. We've bought a puppy instead. We've, bought, we've just bought a puppy, so that's it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's fine. Yeah. Oh, God. We've definitely gone on a tangent already. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we were, we were, we was warned. Like, if you want to go off on a tangent, so we thought we'd go straight in and just go yeah. off on a tangent. Yeah. Back to you. It's <laughs> fine. Um. So yeah, my well, my questions really to begin with was like, obviously, you two a couple, you compete together. Did you compete and then you met, or like, how did you guys meet? So we met because I was a member at the gym that Phoebe was a personal trainer at. And I kind of stalked her. Um, Why? I I was taken. (laughs) I used to go to Phoebe's spin classes um, and do spinning twice a week. Bear in mind, he wasn't small then. He was a bodybuilder. (laughs) Um, But no, we we were friends for a year, wasn't we? Um, And we'd both just come out of relationships um, and then we we started started dating. Yeah. And I'd got my mind set on competing, but because we was in, I knew how I knew how sort of stressful prep could be, especially for for a couple. So I decided that I was going to compete. But when we got together, she was like, "Are you still going to compete?" I said, "No, I'm not going to compete this year because I don't want to put too much pressure on like our relationship as a new relationship." And she was like, "Well." I'll just compete as well. I'm like, what? You're like, well, I'll just do it with you. I'm like, yeah, but you, what do you mean? You've never like, done, you've never done anything to it. She went, well, I'll just learn. And it was literally that. So she like booked in proposing sessions. She came to see my first coach and you literally prepped in like 11 weeks Yeah. from being not a bodybuilder to doing tone figure. Easy as that. And it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> that was it. So it wasn't like I didn't train though. Like I still I trained, I was a dancer and obviously I was PT, spin instructor, I was really active. Like I didn't have a lot of muscle, but I had enough to compete. Yeah. Um yeah. I 
and I was already I was always lean, so I wasn't in a position where I needed to lose twenty four weeks yeah. twenty four weeks to kind of change my physique and totally transform. It was just a case of getting a little bit leaner from the difference from like holiday body lean to stage lean. Well, that's literally what we did. So yeah. we decided on holiday. We went on holiday to Ibiza together, um, and we decided in Ibiza that we were going to prep. So, so we was already quite lean. So it was, it was already in half decent shape because we kind of dieted a little bit to go on holiday and then came back off holiday and just went straight into a prep. Yeah. So honey, honeymoon phase together. Your relationship and your competing journey has literally been together the whole time. Yeah. 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 That's really. Cool. Yeah. There was a there was a few years where I competed and you didn't. It was two seasons, wasn't there? Yeah. So 2020, I had a year out and Phoebe's competed and 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So 20, 20, 2017, we competed together. That was your first one. That, yeah. was, that was his first, first year together. So we did three shows each. Yeah. And then 2018, I took a year out. Well, I took four years out to be fair, but yeah. Phoebe competed again in 2018. Yeah, because yeah. in, in that show that I just jumped in, I qualified for the British finals. Yeah, she qualified for the British finals the following year. She's like, well, I'm, I'm going to do it. So you competed again in the next year. And then from that, did you qualify for the PCA Worlds and another universe from that? Yeah. Yeah, so I had a successful... It was technically, even though it was the following year, it was the same season. Yeah, as like the same season. Yeah, because yeah, I did like the first qualifier when I competed that first time, and I got second. And I was like, oh, it must be okay. So then I qualified to the world and the universe. Had a really good year. And then 2019, mm. I took a full year out. Not intentionally to build, but what, what happened? You went back dancing. Yeah, I, w- I was dancing throughout both of them. So when I did my first year, I, w- I it was at the same time as my dance competitions, dance shows. And then 2018, we didn't have like the main show. So it was all right to compete. But then the following year, I had like the main shows and main competitions. So I had to kind of choose one. And then I went back to bodybuilding at the end of 2019, competed 2020. And you didn't because it was COVID year. Yeah. And you'd not been training properly. Well, I, I I didn't compete for four years because I I, I Phoebe's kind of forced me into the fitness industry. So I was I was yeah, I was working I was work, I was working well I mean I was working in asset finance. I've been in sales since like leaving college, but I kind of um, always did a little bit of like help my mates out with nutrition on the side and did people diet plans and did people training programs? And she was like, you should be getting paid for this. I said, you're wasting. You're like, you're, waste, you're wasting like what could be a career. Um, and I'm like, yeah, but I live on my own. I'm paying paying my own like mortgage and I've got a fixed salary. What I knew what I was earning. It's just a big commitment to move from a career and take that jump. So I said, don't worry, I'll move in. So Phoebe's kind of just brought, <laughs> brought a suitcase around and beat in. <laughs> and I'll pay you can go and learn to do a PT course so Phoebe brought a suitcase around and didn't leave for seven years and she's still here (laughs) so you (laughs) Phoebe and then it kind of like backfired because now she just moved herself in she moved herself in after like a month and said right um, I'll pay half the bills you can do your you can do your PT course and then you can do it as a job I'm like 
I think I've just been bullied into like <laughs> quitting my job. But yeah, so I didn't look back. So it was a case of the years that I didn't compete, it was because I was trying to build my personal training and my coaching business. Um, but then 2020, you was going to, but obviously COVID happened and training, we were training out of the back garden. So you, yeah, just, you I was didn't gonna, want to. That's right. Yeah, I was going to compete in 2020, but then it was a case of like we had a few dumbbells and a in fact, we was quite kitted out, but it weren't what you would have done if you was in a gym. Yeah, so I, I, I put it off till 2021. And then we've competed 20, 2021 together, 2022 together. And now we're here. And 2023. And you guys turned pro together as well, which is really lovely. Yes, correct. Yeah, it was a, it was a very successful year last year. It was a good year. It was, we we won the first show together, so we both won the overall, but we didn't actually win our pro cards on the same show. Was that the main goal that you wanted to do, win it on the show, same show, or just win it? Uh, nah, yeah, just win it, yeah. yeah. Some, someone actually said to me on the show where Nathan won it, and I didn't, they was like, are you are you upset that Nathan's won his pro card and you haven't? I was like, no, that thought has not even come into my mind. But it just shows how some people think, doesn't it? Yeah, like they're in competition with their partner instead of just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand it because I've been very emotionally ta- attached to Phoebe's journey. Like, I kind of get a little bit more emotional, a little bit more worked up and stressed up when you compete rather than, than when I do. Like, yeah. I like, I'm like I break down in tears every time she's on stage. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm like an, I'm like an emotional wreck. So when I won my pro card and Phoebe didn't get the result she wanted, it was like a little bit. Weren't it, it, you weren't overly happy? I wasn't happy. I tell. Like I, I felt like I, I felt like I couldn't be happy. Yeah, I couldn't like. I didn't mind. I, I don't know. I just didn't know how to process it properly. So I was like disappointed that Phoebe had not achieved her goal so kind of of that invested to her being successful as well I was like it was it was difficult it was quite I think it was more more difficult for me yeah winning my pro card than it was for you like not winning it (laughs) like and and then and then when I'm used to it like oh again like when you when you won your pro card in um in Spain I was an absolute. I don't think I stopped crying for about two hours. No, you didn't. Like I, I actually listened to Callum, Callum, like Pro Coach Radio, uh, their podcast, um, like a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about how things can change, like how you can have a like as such a big change in in bikini, like have like a bad result, and then two weeks later you can like win you. Win, like when you class and they brought Phoebe up as an example, like how she was like had a bad result and then turned it around. And then they came on to me and they were like, I've never actually seen a male bodybuilder, Phoebe Bam bodybuilder cry as much ever. They had to put pod warnings out in Alicante because he- <laughs> <laughs> So they gave me some steak. But- oh, so I think that's when all the emotions came out from from my 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 result as well. Yeah. Because then we could celebrate it together. Yeah. So it was nice. And Nathan coached me to win in my pro card as well. Did you? Because I was going to ask that. Who coaches you both? Yeah. So I changed I coaches. I thought Cuba coached you, but then... Yeah, he did. So he coached me up until 
Italy. Well, Arnold. Yeah. And then Nathan took over after that. Um, just so we could change methods slightly. And Nathan was there seeing me in person. And he saw me on stage against the other girls and was able to take the feedback on board that the, the judges was giving me. Mm. And it worked, the first one that we did. Oh, nice. Because was Arnold's the first one that you... Was that the first attempt you had? No. So I did. Did the regional, which is what we both won. Yeah, yeah. We did Austria. So when I did Austria, so like I went in super full for the, the overall, the, the regional, sorry, which worked fantastic because I was super depleted before. Then Austria, we did the same again, but the head judge at the regional had already said, judges are either going to love you or not because you are very big and dominant for your class. Yeah. So in Austria, it was a really small lineup. It was only A to C. Bear in mind, I'm normally H. So I was with C. And there yeah. was only five of us, but they was all tiny. Not just tiny in height. They didn't have any tissue. So for me to stand next to them yeah, with just... tissue, and I was, like, even four. fuller. Yeah, four, probably four-inch taller than but Like, I just looked massive, like, just way bigger. So I just stood out, like, as an outlier for all the wrong reasons. So that was fine. So I knew that I needed to be against, like, a different lineup. Then the following week after, so it was like three back-to-back -back shows, I did Italy, and we went in for a, a different look. Um, and unfortunately, there was only me in my class, but it did me a favour because I, then I got into the overall, and I could turn around and I, I saw myself on the screen. I obviously knew that I was really big, and it was like the third back-to-back, -back really super high carb loading peak week, so I was probably like super saturated. Um. I just looked like six weeks out and I could visually, I knew, but I visually yeah. saw it next to the girls. And obviously you saw it. So I needed to get some body fat off. So then 10 days after that, it was the Arnold. So I managed to drop like nine pounds in those 10 days, but it, it weren't enough time to make enough changes in condition mm -hmm. and, and the look, if that makes sense. So um, then I gave it five weeks so I went to France. I was originally supposed to compete in France, but it was only four days after the Arnold. So I just watched. We had a little bit of a holiday. Yeah, we had a little bit. I literally ate up and we just relaxed, didn't we? We went to a spa, we watched the show, we we went out with food for food lots, didn't we? Yeah, we just we literally ate every single night. And then we got back and then then I had five weeks, didn't I? Yeah, you were kinda of, I think because you'd had like a few disappointments. Yeah. You was kind of trying to get get your head around what you kind of wanted to do. Like, was the season over? Is this is this kind of do I call this year a bad day? Or have I got one more shot at it? And we kind of just had a little bit of time away, like reflected on what we could do and what we needed to do to bring the package that we needed to bring. Yeah. And and, and and most of all, a package that you was happy with, because I'm for me, and it's probably the same as you, Molly, as a competitor. I'm not too bothered about the result. The result is always nice. Yeah. But if I'm happy with the look and the package that I brought to stage, that's all I can ask for. Yeah, I'm 100 percent the same because you don't know who's going to turn up, do you? Of course you don't. So you, you can only be as good as 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 what you can be. You can't you can't be worried about what anybody else is, is doing. So as it kind of said to Phoebe's like, 
are you happy with what you've brought to stage? And do you know that you can bring better? And she's like, I'm not happy with what I brought and I know I can be better. I'm like, well, there you go then. Yeah. Let's, so- let's, bring some, let's bring something that you're happy with and then whatever happens, happens. But as long as you're happy with the look and you're happy with your, your final package and you can sign off the season and say, do you know what? I'm happy with that. Yeah. Then whatever happens, happens. And yeah, like people were saying that I was too big, but I knew the year before, like I'd got tiny, not like not just in like condition, but like just as much as I'm tall and I am big, I'm not like a massive person when I diet down. So I knew that I, I knew that I could get small. Um, so I just needed to get small and tight. And you know what it is as well, and like I was saying this to someone, um, literally not long before we start this podcast because I saw you the Arnold's and you were you had a lot more muscle than the other girls on that stage but they're all amateurs and the thing is once you move into the pro leagues when you put you on a pro stage yeah you look like you're too big yeah, yeah well we, did, we that's it. and that's the thing isn't it yeah well, it exactly was, it was it was like strange because obviously you won the you won the pro card and I was looking backstage at the the amateur girls and I'm thinking yeah, like we're on the money, but then the day after you did the pro show, yeah, and was backstage, and I, I was tiny. Well, you wasn't t- you wasn't tiny at all. No, I didn't. I I, I didn't look out. You of didn't place. look out of place at all. But like I, I came to you backstage, and I'm like you can start training upper body again now. Yeah, because yeah. like all the shows that I'd done, I, I I didn't used to pump up. I just used to go on stage. I'd do like maybe three sets of twenty kickbacks each leg. Yeah. That's it do anything and literally just rock up on because I'd just fill up naturally from posing so but then when I was backstage I was like lateral raises quick <laughs> uh, get my shoulders popped up um so now like I'm in a position where I can I know that I can put the tissue back on well I already have because I, I stopped training upper body 10 weeks before the show before I won the pro card so I'd not done upper and I pulled like compound leg exercises like leg press uh, any kind of squat movements and I was just doing like RDLs e-stance RDLs hyper extensions glute drive just kickbacks just like higher rep ranges fluffy stuff leading into the show um and it worked but now I need to get a little bit denser again um so I go back I've gone back to training hard and heavy and then I can manipulate the look if I need to. Yeah. But I don't think I will need to overlay because I do still think I'm in like the bikini building stage where I'm like building in the right areas. Yeah. But just yeah. not too much that I go past it. Yeah. And it is it's it's such a jump, isn't it, from amateur to pro. Oh, it really yeah. is. It really is. Like even the girls on the Olympia stage, they are very dominant in their lower half. And People yeah. say that some of the girls that are amateurs, you wellness, and I'm like, they're actually just good bikini girls that have got good, like, good yeah, the, tissue in the lower half. Potentially, just need to get leaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's such a the the jump is is just massive, and like you said, you didn't do bikini when you were competing with PCA either. You no, did, exactly. Good figure, yeah. Yeah, little tone figure. I, like if now, if I did figure, I would probably be athletic. Yeah, you'd be you'd be athletic figure. One hundred percent, or trained bikini in those kind of beds, maybe. Yeah, but you wouldn't. You 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 don't carry enough tissue 
to the to, to do IFBB figure. He's not jump between bikini and figure. It's huge. Oh, oh, massive, massive. My arms would have to be humongous, do you know, because I'm so tall and long. I would yeah. have to get huge arms for them to look big, and I'm not feeling that in the dress. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we probably went probably went off on a tangent a little bit again there, but uh, yeah. no, because I it was something I wanted to talk about because it is something that I think people don't quite get, and yeah. it's the difference between amateur and pro because you know you speak to girls that compete and stuff, and they are they compare themselves to pros, and you're like, but you're not a pro, and the girls that you're standing on stage with are not going to be pros either, because you know, and they're not build. You want to be a little bit smaller as an amateur, hundred percent. Yeah, it like it, at first, like it was, I had to kind of like pinch myself a little bit and be like, I need to shrink to fit the criteria. Like all that time I've been training really hard and been eating in surplus and trying to grow. And then I just got to stop training. It was like, mentally a little bit tough because uh, you don't know if it's going to make you look better or worse, but fortunately yeah. it, it worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you have to obviously go back to the drawing board and Start have a look again. at your physique on the on the pro lineup. Yeah. Did you know though that if you got this pro card, you'd be able to go back to training again, like how you were before? I knew straight away as soon as I stood backstage with and yeah. I looked at the girls backstage. I think if I didn't do the pro show on like in that same weekend, maybe I, I wouldn't be as clear headed about where I need to go with my physique. But because we were yeah. fortunate enough that there was a pro show attached to the show, like the pro qualifier, I could do it. And I, I actually stood next to them, and you was there to see. Yeah, there was seat next to them. Yeah, some of the, some of the girls were very were, were like very dense. Yeah. Like, they're not like some of them are big and I mean they're, they're still tiny, yeah. But like in terms of their structure, but they've got dense muscle. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like I always describe it as like that bubbly muscle. Yeah. I yeah. mean it looks it just looks round and like bubbly. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's uh, I think that's just a, a little bit genetics and also time. Time, yeah. Just a little bit of maturity. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, what's made me feel good as well though is going to the Olympia and seeing the different girls and the kind of different structures that they've all got they all look so different and yeah. so when people say you've not quite got the structure or genetics like mm -hmm. I look at some of those and I was like but they all look totally different Yeah, no one girl that was in the top 10 looked the same no they don't at all do they and it, no. I'm I think it, it's hard in the Olympia, like when you look at them and you're like, because they are so different. Yeah. And it makes it tricky then. I mean, at amateur level, it's, it's not so difficult, but when you go pro, it must be really tricky to be like, okay, how am I going to manipulate this look to be the most, what, the, what yeah. they want? Yeah. Bikini is the most difficult, most difficult division to, to get right for me. It's, it's so, it's so, it's so difficult to, to get it right on that, it, could it can completely change from one week to another. Yeah, and depending mm. on the lineup and the judges. Yeah, lineup so like, judges. We've learned that you've just got to take what you're happy with, yeah, and then you can manipulate the look from the feedback that you're giving there, rather than forcing a look that maybe isn't quite your look. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really interesting. And Nathan, when you competed as well, did you do a pro show straight after as well? I did. I did it the day after in Italy. Um, I finished twelve out of twelve. <laughs> it could have been eleven because you were obviously were both on the end. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> do you know what? It was a great, it was a, a great experience, but also an absolute awful experience. Yes, it was. Like the twenty-four hours from me stepping off stage, winning my pro card, was probably the most stressful twenty-four hours I've ever had competing-wise. I think actually, I've asked this question, and I remember reading about this now. Like you put post about it. Yeah, I did. I I didn't speak about it for a while because, and I didn't look at my pictures from the pro show for a while. I think because I was still on prep, so yeah, I I just didn't look at them. So I, I don't know. It it left a little bit of a just a cloud above what had happened. I think Mm -hmm. so. There was just that much thing, that much things that 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 had gone off in that twenty four hours after me stepping on stage. Um, it was the only time I've never actually wanted to get on stage and it's the only time I've ever wanted to get off as quick as I possibly can and just go home, um, yeah. which is not like me because I love being on stage, I love competing. So it was kind of like bittersweet because I was there and I, I was I wanted to experience it and I was in shape, but it was also like, I really don't want to be here. There was that much stress that had gone off. Like, in, in, the, in, in short... We had like a phone call that my granddad had been taken into hospital. It didn't look good. Then that was like literally as I, as I came off stage. Then the that, that night, as car got broke into. It's higher car. car got broke into outside the Airbnb. So I was up to like three, three o'clock in the morning giving statements to, to police. I should have, then that was the pro show was the next day. So I was like, you're going to have to do it because I was going on stage in the Phoebe's, morning. Phoebes was competing that next morning. Then Phoebes didn't get the result that she wanted. And then Phoebes came off stage and we got another phone call to say that, was, that Arnie had been stolen from Kennels with, and they didn't know where he was or how he'd gone. And they didn't have no information at all, just that as dogs had gone missing. So then you want to obviously, and then I had to try and get ready to 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 go and make my pro debut. So my head was just like completely. I, I didn't know whether we were coming or going. And I'm like trying to trying to like manage like all these external stresses and and then go and do my pro debut. It was a bit of a nightmare to be fair. You actually lost your phone as well. I lost, I, and I lost my phone. But whilst he lost his phone, so I. I think I had just not long since come off stage. He said he'd lost his phone and I needed to find it. He said, I've been to these four different places. Bear in mind, the one of them was McDonald's for coffee. So I searched Google. There were four different McDonald's in, where was we? Italy. Yeah, it was. In Italy. So I had to drive to all these different four McDonald's, went there, go somewhere else, go somewhere else, driving around for three hours. It, his phone has died, so we couldn't find it on Find My Phone. He said he'd check the car. Guess what? He was under the seat, but I couldn't be annoyed <laughs> because he was just about to go on stage. And I was like, I found your phone. <laughs> yeah. It, so my, yeah. 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 My pro debut was like a bit of a nightmare, but I'm glad I did it. And I, I, I didn't look, I only looked back at the pictures really in the videos like recently. And I wasn't mad. I wasn't upset with what I brought at all. But I know that I kind of don't class it as my pro debut because the next time I step on stage will be my real pro debut. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, maybe maybe me too as well then. Yeah. This year will be my real pro debut. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Are you going to do it together again? No. No. It's going to be different. So I am going to compete this year. 
um, just because obviously we knew I had to downsize for the amateurs. Didn't look out of place. So if I kind of go back up to what I were, but hopefully more refined with a different look, I need to see where I'm at with that. Um, and then I will kind of do September, October, November shows. You will start prepping November-ish. Yeah, well, I'll I'll discuss with with, with Callum. So I've just I'm just I'm three weeks post hernia operation. Um, yeah. so we was gonna dis we was gonna do the back end of this year's shows, um, but then I got my my date through for my hernia operation, which was kind of right in the middle of my off season. Um, and we didn't know how long recovery was gonna be. We didn't know kind of the time frame, and we, and we didn't want to. Like I said, I don't want to rush my real pro debut. Like there's no, there's no rush to now get back on stage unless I'm going to be happy with the package that I'm going to bring. Because the the main goal is being better, and also they've changed the the way that they do things now in in terms of how you qualify for the Olympia and things like that. Not saying that I ever had that in my mind, in my mind about qualifying for the Olympia. Um, but they used to run a point system, so how our yeah. com- competitors could could qualify was do a string of shows and potentially get points. And if you finish at the top of the points system, then you can get you can get qualification. So there was kind of like a, a goal to at least place well in shows and and potentially get on the points board. But now they've changed that. The only way that you qualify for the Olympia is by winning a show. Yeah. So, how do you guys both feel about that? Like, as pros, both of you, like, do you feel like that's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Like, I think it's a good thing because I think there was probably a few competitors there that probably shouldn't have been there in terms of at the Olympia. But also, I think there should be some rule that means if you win a show, you can maybe only do one more or mm. something like that just for opportunity of other athletes to be able to go to the Olympia. But then at the same time, if you're that athlete that is winning and you know you're going to get prize money, are you going to want to keep doing a few more? Don't know. It's a difficult one. Yeah. It's a difficult one because there's the golfing class from top-level pro to entry-level pro is quite quite drastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is there's some pros who myself included. I'm not. I'm, I'm very realistic. I'm not deluded that I'm. I'm probably probably never going to win a show again. Like that's the reality of now being a professional athlete. The chances are I'm, I'm probably never going to win a show again. So if I am going to compete as a professional, I want my experience to be good. Uh, I want to want to enjoy the process, uh, and I want to be happy with the with the package that I bring um, because that is. That, that's the that that's the main main aim is is progress and just being be- a better version of yourself. Um, because it isn't it isn't like I say it's not all about the result. It's not all about prize money or winning trophies. It's about just progressing and and being a better version of you. So th- there's kind of no rush from my my side of things now. It's just about being just keep improving. Yeah, I want I wanted to concentrate on on my coaching business as well this year, which has fell nicely. So I can put a little bit more time and effort into into my athletes this year, um, which I'm really enjoying at the minute. Yeah, we've got some good amateurs, and I think some of the shows where the amateurs will be competing, I can do the pro show. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, so it would be quite nice. Yeah. I think as well, um, like, like may, maybe I would need to take longer off, but also at the same time, like, my body fat distributes on my hamstrings and my glutes, and sometimes it's probably worse off if I stay in a surplus for too long, because then yeah. it's more to get that body fat off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would I would need to be doing a dieting phase anyway. They will probably get to a point where I don't have to push up as much. Yeah. And I just stay like lean, not lean, lean, but like, do you know what I mean? Like just healthy lean. Yeah, yeah, healthy lean, like not in a surplus where you're pushing your scale weight. Yeah, yeah, healthy lean. Beams is in a position now where she can be active each year. She, she she's like in a, in a position where she can keep making the necessary necessary improvements within like three to five months and then and then compete and be be a very active pro where for me um i've still got a lot of improvements to make to be to be competitive as a pro so i do need time away from it but i'm getting to the age now where i've also not got that many years left competing i'm 36 this year and i potentially don't want to i don't really want to be doing it past 40 um like pushing my body weight up and 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 doing all the the necessities that come with being a open class bodybuilder. So yeah. I've only got a few few more seasons I think left. So I want to make sure that when I do compete, I'm doing it for the right reasons and I'm I'm um I'm making the most progress and enjoying the process. Mm. The, I guess it's going back to like why you decided to do it in the first place, isn't it? Like because you enjoy the process and you just want to yeah. get back where you were the time before and still keeping that throughout, you know, your journey going up into a pro and, and what yeah. kind of thing. And we might want babies. Well, we do want babies. We yeah, do. definitely do want babies. And then 40 year old dad. Yeah. <laughs> I said you might do. <laughs> That's the thing as well, like having kids, it's that yeah you're really really heavy like as as guys like you do get really heavy in your off season are you then going to be able to run around after the kids when they're yeah. like toddling around running around the park doing children things like yeah. it's a bit harder when you're carrying around that much size isn't it it's my my um like i say my my goals will will have to align with what happens with with us as well um, yeah. i mean Phoebe's is younger than me you're seven eight years younger than me so you've still got a very long active career if you want it um even after potentially mm. having children so um yeah i think like there is a few older females as well isn't there that do compete yeah have had children and then had a few years and then come back to it and like sometimes it benefits them because their muscle is more mature yeah yeah absolutely i guess it's just then if it still aligns with what you went after you've got kids isn't it like like you never know don't you like you can't kind of write that for in advance no you, you yeah you just don't know like some people have kids and they still compete and absolutely fine other people have kids and they're like nah done now just just yeah, exactly it's it's very like i guess you don't mean really know until it comes to it um so obviously you've done prep separately obviously i don't think nathan you haven't prepped about phoebe yet though have you no Oh, this is going to be a new challenge for you, Bo. How's um, it going 
it happening together and then I guess I can only really ask it to Phoebe in Phoebe's circumstance how have you found it prepping together versus prepping kind of separate can I go first yes so <laughs> the first prep was quite difficult um together yeah like it, it weren't difficult but it were because a I didn't know what to experience and b Nathan was like so sergeant major like so sergeant major it was unreal so i think it was just like the combination of them both and at first we used to train together stuff like that and i think it was just too much but we learned that we just needed to train separately and kind of do things separately then so that was the first prep then obviously i prepped and nathan didn't and i think then when nathan realized that i was still chilled and that i could still prep and not necessarily have a life because i suppose prepping is is a bit different but like I wouldn't just kind of stay in and just be tunnel vision of prep even though you are I was a bit more chilled um and it didn't overly kind of change me sometimes you do get a little bit hungry but not massively I didn't really take it out on Nathan and then I think you learned from that. So then when we went back to prepping together, Nathan was totally different. I don't know if he was that fatigued that he couldn't be bothered to argue or anything like that, but we just learned to realise when one person needed to not talk, he just didn't ask him anything or not kind of snap at someone if they've snapped at you. You just say, right, they're just a bit tired and fatigued. Yeah. Have you got anything to add? Yeah, so the first prep that Phoebes did on her own, I was still potentially a little bit naive to the situation. Um, I was also quite selfish. It's a good job that Phoebes is as chilled as what she was because I didn't, and I <clears throat> admit this now, <clears throat> I, I can admit this now looking back and, some of the things that I potentially did while she was on prep were not conducive to her prep. Like, I should have had her... I should have had her th uh, feelings a little bit more in my mind. Like, so... Because I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepping. I was still young. Like, I'd, I, like I'd go out with the lads, like, on a, on a weekend. Not that I went out a lot, but when I did, like, I'd come back in at, like, four o'clock in the morning... Now we're getting up to do my cardio. And Phoebe's were, were getting up to do a cardio and stuff like that. And, and now thinking back, I'm like, you know, if Phoebe's had done that, I'd have gone mental. But, but I didn't. But she didn't. But I didn't think about that at the time until after. Um, and even though we were supportive, and I was always very supportive, like whenever she needed a food cooking and stuff like that, I'd help. But I don't think I was as supportive to her as what she potentially would have been for me. So 2018, for me was a massive learning curve for me of how to handle myself when Phoebes was in a prep. Um, so it was, it was because that, I mean, even though I wasn't bad, I, I wasn't bad, but I could have been a lot better. And I think potentially if Phoebes wasn't, wasn't as chilled as what she was, could have caused a lot more friction, a lot more arguments, and we could have potentially not been where we, where we are now. Probably, yeah. So 2019... Uh, so 2020, when you prepped for in COVID year, was completely different. Yeah. Like, I was super supportive. Mm. Like... You couldn't go out because there were nowhere open. Well, were, yeah, <laughs> couldn't go out because it was COVID. But, 
Yeah, but it was I was I was I'd matured, hadn't I? Yeah. Uh, and but what, I think it took COVID for you to mature for the fact that you didn't need to see certain people and do yeah. certain things. I was still I was still so after two thousand and seventeen, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do with bodybuilding. Like I didn't realize I were I'd had the success that I was that I'd had. The circle of friends that I had was definitely not. Um, there wasn't going to help my progress. Let's put it that way. Like I had to, I, I had to make a choice, and I had to distance myself from from certain people in my life, and I had to choose my my circles a, a little bit more wisely. Um, so I think once I had figured out where I wanted to go with with bodybuilding and what I needed to do to make progress, that also matured me, and I was able to to give you a lot more as well. Yeah. Um, and then 2021 were literally, it was easy, weren't it? Well, that's when you was too tired to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it was easy. Yeah, you, honestly, it was fine. And I think we've... We, I think I learned that if you get stressed, like if you dropped his food or something, I used to be like, he'd be like, for fuck's sake. I'd be like, it's fine, don't worry, I'll do it. And then that was it. Yeah, and I think because we both understand now, like... It is very much a team effort. There's no, like we're we're very like like whoever gets up first, even though when you're on prep, you're both getting up quite early. Like we, we, there's no there's no selfishness. Like if we're going to make a coffee, would I'd make sure that there was two coffees made. Mm-hmm. Like you'd do breakfast, I'd do intras. Yeah. Like it was very much a a team effort. We used to have like we've got a whiteboard on the wall. And it'd be like Phoebe's diet, Nave's diet. So we knew that if somebody needed food making, Phoebe, do you need your meal to do it? Yeah, okay, you do that. Nave, do you need meal for do it? Like it was very much. I feel like a whiteboard is like the answer to most of life's problems. Yeah, yeah. White, whiteboard is the answer. So it was, it was it was just quite easy then, wasn't it? Yeah. Did I get your food wrong once? Uh... Or did you get mine wrong? I don't know. Something happened. That was the only little blip, but it was fine. It didn't <laughs> yeah, Phoebe's were. I was supposed. I was supposed to be depleting, and Phoebe's were like carving me up on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. It's. It, I think we've just. I think it's just a case of we've kind of matured together through the process of 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 quite a few preps now. Yeah. Um, so we know what to expect. We know how to deal with certain situations feelings um yeah and so, like, yeah. as well it's like you have to you have to learn as an individual that the closer you get to your show that the more maybe distant you will become yeah. in a relationship perspective so the other one has to learn to not take that to heart and just yeah. be there for you, even if that is happening yeah because i've got an ed in certain aspects and when it gets to a certain point in prep we sleep separate don't we yeah um so Phoebe's yeah. yeah, yeah. So Phoebe's, that actually helps. That, that ma- getting better, better sleep. Yeah, massively helps. Yeah. Um. So we go to bed separately. So if, right. we, if we, yeah, if we need, if we need us time, we have to kind of pencil it in in prep. Yeah. Um. Because we go to bed separately. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was. It's it's definitely been a journey, and it's I think, but it's I think it's also made us stronger. And we can give relationship advice out to others. 
is why I wanted yeah. you guys on because so many people are in relationships, whether they're in a relationship and their partner body builds or you know, they body build their partner doesn't, or they they both do. Yeah. It is very different to just a normal relationship when people don't do that. And there's so many things, like you were saying about that sleeping separately. I've literally just listened to a podcast um, yesterday. The Diver CEO one with, I don't know what his name is, can't remember. But he's... Stephen Bartlett. Yeah. Stephen Bartlett, is it? Yeah, yeah, Stephen Bartlett. But he's got someone on with him, and I can never remember the name of his guest unless I knew them already. But he was a sleep expert, and he was talking about what he called like a sleep divorce. So it's like you stay together as a couple, but you sleep in separate beds. And he was like, and actually, like, it can really improve people's quality of sleep. And, like, what you've just spoken about, like, you both slept better sleeping. Yeah. Beds. Oh, and, God, like, yeah. Yeah. And it saved the relationship. It did, definitely. <laughs> it did. Because it's lack of sleep that causes you to, like, change your moods and be snappy or whatever. Yeah. And, like, if you're taking your bed to taking yourself to bed whenever you need to go to bed or getting up whenever you need to, you can't be frustrated with the other one because it's you just you yeah yeah so it, and it, I guess it, well, in prep are you both people that like i never suffered with this because i'm like my only real talent is sleeping but <laughs> <laughs> honestly like what i'm about to say i will never suffer from this because joe can get wake up the alarm will go off i won't wake up he'll get up out of bed have a shower come back in the room get dressed go back make his breakfast his food and then it'll be like mo can can you lock the door behind me? And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it is quite a talent. Um, if you guys are people that are in prep that you do wake up a lot through the night, your sleep's crap, you're getting up, then obviously you're waking that other person up as well. Yeah. And then their sleep also is then going to be affected more and they're on prep, so it's probably going to be crap anyway. Were you finding that was quite something that was happening? Um we yeah. kind of, I think... As soon as we knew... As soon as we knew... We got to a certain point. We got to a certain point and, and, and we just... I'm going in the spare room. Because before, like, before we used to kind of associate the spare room with... With falling out. With falling out. Because yeah. if you had a fallout, Nathan would be like, I'm going in the spare bed. And but then he'd soon come back because he's like, spare bed's too small. But then, like, once you got used to the fact that sleeping separately wasn't bad, yeah, it was like a joint decision, and it made us both feel better. Like, it didn't even matter. And the good thing is, as well, like, there's a there's an ensuite bathroom and then a normal bathroom. So, so yeah, even if somebody did, yeah, somebody if, if somebody did need to get up to go for a for a wee, which you do on prep, like yeah, in the middle the of the night, um, it didn't every hour. Yeah, it didn't interrupt anybody anybody's sleep then. So yeah. So it was fine. And even like when we go shows, I booked two rooms. Yeah. When 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 we yeah, when we compete abroad, like if we're there for a few days before, we we make sure that there's two bedrooms so we can sleep separate, even like leading up to the night of the show. Oh wow. That that's definitely that's definitely helped. Yeah. So we just don't associate it with it's a bad thing, like we fell out, like you're banished to the spare room. It's yeah. like a positive, like we need to make sure that we're we've we've got a sleep on point i think also a, a big point to make is regardless of the prep we've all we've we've always allocated time to each other during the prep yeah 
Yeah. Like we've always allocated like one night, one, one, one night, day. We, yeah, one night or one day or whatever it may be. We're going, we're doing a coffee date and we're going to do that, or we're going to take the dog out here and we're going to take his food with us. We're going to go for a walk and we're going to have a coffee or we're going to go to the cinema or we're going to do something what's not bodybuilding related. You can still stick on your plan. You can still take your food with you. You can still do all what you need to do. But it is literally just a switch off time where we can yeah. just give a little bit of time to each other. Yeah, that was the only thing because we found that we started going down a bit of a slippery slope where we wasn't sleeping in the same bed. And we was both at that point where we was tired. So we weren't kind of actively making time for each other. And then we wasn't doing anything outside of training or working obviously we've got the businesses together but like we're not not actually spending time yeah together. we weren't spending days but the good thing is we've got quite a good line of communication so we just sat down and was like we need we need to do something yeah like <laughs> well i think once we both notice it because if not that's when you start falling out yeah so as soon as, soon as we noticed it we're like right we need to make sure that we're spending some quality time together what's not anything related to work, anything related to bodybuilding, anything related to training, so we can actually spend a bit of quality time together. So we did it once a week, even if it were only for an hour, we still did it, didn't we? Yeah, and it does make a massive difference, that. So what advice would you give people that are listening that their partner's in prep um, and they're not? Like, to so if they're listening and they're, you know, they're about to start prep, and their partner doesn't even go to the gym. Like, what advice would you give them to like expect from you know their partner that's in prep? And yeah. I think this should always be confronted to from the athlete themselves. Yeah. So I think the athlete should sit down the other half, partner, whatever it may be, and say, "Look, I am about to go through a, maybe a sixteen week prep." There's going to be a time where I start to get super tired, super fatigued. So here are the things that may be affected. I might start getting hungry. I might start being a little bit short. I might not be want to be as sexually active. Um, it's got to be touched on. And I may seem a little bit more distant or kind of vacant, but that's not me. That's just because I've taken myself to like somewhere that's really dark. So I need you to just be there for me. And that doesn't mean cook all my meals and stuff like that. It just means don't get on at me. Yeah, if, just under, just understand. Yeah. This is not. This is not any anything that's going off. It's not uh, aimed at you at all. And please do not take anything to. I think, especially if it's your first prep. Yeah. If it's your first prep, so it's a, as a first timer. A first timer whose partner is is never experienced before, and you've also never experienced it before, is is going to be one of the most challenging times because you both don't know you both don't know what to expect. Um, so I think that's a that's a tough one. Um, I think as well, everyone's slightly different. Like I don't know about you, Fee, but I just get really emotional. No, I I don't cry. I do. I do, I don't cry really at all. I literally can cry every day on prep. Yeah, he wouldn't let me watch. He wouldn't watch Molly and me. Oh, I can't watch Molly and me. Molly and me anyway. Can't watch Molly and me. Like even when I'm peak off season, never mind prep. No, no way. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm a crier. Like I'm quite emotionally, and I'm like fully fine with it. But I'm. Yeah, I'm. uh, I'm quite emotional. What do I get? 
You don't change. Like you, <laughs> Thieves is honestly, Thieves is the the easiest. I'm very lucky. She's the easiest person to to prep with, um, and she does make it a lot easier. So it's our choice, though. It's my choice. Yeah, isn't it? and I always tell myself it's far more worse going on in the world than me restricting myself on a diet and jumping on the stepper. Yeah, like she, she's she's actually she's well, she, it's so easy. Like even people around the gym, um, and like as close friends are like. Why is she still so happy and still smiling? I'm like, she kind of doesn't change all the way through prep. So <laughs> I'm quite blessed with that. Because um, I think it's it, it's very much the individual, how they're going to respond. Yeah. You've, just got, you've just got to try and expect the, that there is going to be some things that do crop up and you've just got to be understanding and you've got to try and be very selfless. As a, as a partner to somebody who's on prep, you've got to be very selfless. Um, not selfish, selfless, that you're going to have to give more um, and you're probably not going to get that much in return. Um, so you can make up for it after the show. Yeah. They can do lots of making up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it is important, though, like what you said, like it is your choice to be on prep and like that's something that like I remind myself is like not to be snappy, not to be angry. And I don't think I really am, but I think like I just said, like, I just cry. Over literally nothing. I remember training one day and my mate came up to me. She's like, You're right. And I was like, You can't talk to me. She's like, Why? And I was like, I will cry. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you why, but I will cry. And I'm there, I'm sat there like welling up. And she's like, Right. Well, you're clearly mental. So I'm going to leave you to it. I, like, <laughs> I get bad with compliments. So if people compliment me or like show me some, some emotion, um, I'm I'm quite bad, yeah. and like when when I'm in, when I'm in prep and my clients are competing, like if I go and watch my clients, yeah, you get really emotional. I get emotional, like mm. every show I'm crying at every show, like <laughs> you get quite short with people when you're training, don't yeah. you? Yeah, my time is the, uh, yeah, my time, my time is the gym time, so that's the time when I'm at work. That's that's my work time, so the only time I get a little bit short is when I'm at the gym. Um, and if people say stupid shit to me when I'm at the gym, that is, that's the only time I'm, I'm, I'm short and I'm probably a little bit snappy um, and a little bit off with people, which I try, I've tried to, I, un I understand that now, so I'm trying not to do it. Yeah. But I just, I just put my headphones in and hopefully people just stay away from me. Yeah, I guess it's that being like trying to be very self-aware when you're on prep as well, like what you're doing and what your actions are reflecting then on other people as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like that's maybe why I stay positive because I always think I've got to set a good example to all these kind of first timers and stuff coming up. Maybe. Well, I suppose I've always been like it actually, but I don't know. Maybe that's why I continue to be like that. Yeah, absolutely. And like, what advice would you give someone whose partner maybe isn't so supportive? Ask them to be supportive. Find a new partner. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, what they want to do. Like, and and the partner's not being supportive, then it's not going to work. Unfortunately, no, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. I, think... I mean, they could try and make it work and say, "Look, if I make sure I plan these two days/evenings a week and do things for you." Are you going to 
be able to give me a little bit more support and not get on at me if I need to go to the gym this time and yeah. prep this food and do this. But if if you can't kind of hold yourself to that part of the deal, then it's not worth it. There's got to be give and take. If there's no if 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 there's no sort of if there's no give and take and people are, are, are giving ultimatums like you can't compete or you can't do this or you can't go to the gym at this time. It's it's going to be you're going to be at loggerheads. It's going to be difficult. It's going to cause stress, stress in the relationship, and that's the last thing that you need when you're on prep. Um, and it's the last thing you want at home. At the end of the day, with people that don't necessarily understand it as well, don't they? Like, yeah, you know, oh, what do you want to get on stage for in a bikini? It's because you want to show yourself off to other men, and you know, yeah, you've been before and you know, Nathan yourself, you're probably very you know full of yourself and. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what people say, isn't it? Like girls that bodybuild, we yeah. just want to get in a bikini and show ourselves off to everyone because we think we're really great. And men that bodybuild, well, you're just full of yourself and you you're in love with yourself. Yeah, in your pants. And you know what? It, when you, it's probably the furthest from the truth. I think most yeah, people, is. most people who bodybuild have actually got quite a lot of insecurities. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's always what you hear, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yourself. They just want to show off. But yeah. it's, it's really not the case. Um, cool. And what about, like, off-season as a couple, then? What would you say that's like? I feel like Nathan's got better at it. I say Nathan because, obviously, he has to push up to be quite large. And I think mentally you struggle to get used to it at first, especially because... I was on prep. So in 2020 was probably the first time Nathan had truly pushed up his body weight. And been out of, been, been was, out of condition for me. Yeah. So it was obviously the first time when you push up, your body composition is not as good, is it? Yeah. And we was at the shows in 2020. So it was my first time doing like the NPC shows. I did Alicante in Romania. And Nathan was a little bit off when it was, show weekend in Alicante and I knew I knew that it's because he felt uncomfortable so he felt large everyone was lean everyone was in shape it was hot because it was hot and that was just a hard weekend for you weren't it yeah I think so but then I communicated with him and because I knew that when was there another year that he wasn't ah no it was actually the year that's just gone so Nathan finished his shows pushed back up and you went into a rebound didn't you yeah and i was obviously still competing and i had quite a big stretch after when nathan finished i think was it 12 weeks from when you finished my show yeah which is quite a long time especially when you 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 rebound and you're pushing back up straight away you went quite heavy so you felt it and i had to sit down with nathan before alicante and say look this is how you were when it was the first one i need you to not be like that because it will rub off onto me and you wasn't you was fine yeah so i think you've learned how to deal with being around lean people mm. when you're not lean yeah i mean that is one point of off season <laughs> but <laughs> one point. in terms of off season as a couple um i think we've i mean you're a social butterfly Oh yeah, I'm yeah. quite I'm quite routined. I can literally do the same thing 
day in, day out. I can get up, I can do my cardio, I can take the dog a walk, I can eat my meals, I can do my work, I can go to the gym, and I can be just happy doing that literally every day. Um, where Phoebes is a little bit more like, I want to do something, we need to do this, I want to go for a meal, I'm going to do this. Like, you are quite yeah. socially active, whereas I'm... I've still got my routine and everything. Yeah, you've still got your routine. Yeah. But you also... Oh, you're quite social active. Like you'll meet friends for coffees in the day. You go to your friends at night. You go for meals. Like you, you're doing something like yeah. three, three, four times a week. Some weeks, like yeah. you've always got things planned. Yeah. Whereas I am not like that. Yeah. Like you have to force me to do stuff. Yes, I do. <laughs> so that's in off season then, just as much as like prep then, really. My, my off seasons and my prep, are literally like. He probably does more when he's on prep, to be honest, because yeah. he likes he needs to move more. So he's like, "Come on, come on, we'll do this. We'll, we'll go here." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm very very routine, and I kind of I'm happy just doing what I need to do to to keep making progress in bodybuilding and business, like. Yeah, right. I've I've I'd, I, the bodybuilding's a sacrifice, regardless what phase you're in, and I. Have I don't regret it at all, um, but I have sac- I've sacrificed like quite a lot with with friends over the years. Like like, my, like one of my best friends, we went to his wedding. That's like at, in France while we was on prep, and I said I've never never ever missed your wedding, but I didn't go to his stag do just because it, it it doesn't align with my goals. And like I've got another one of my close friends this year. And your brothers, thank you. Mm. Right. They when you're in off season as well. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough season. I'm, it it kind of I get anxious, don't I? I get a bit of anxiety around it. Like, yeah. I, I've not booked onto them because that those two or three days out of my routine is not conducive to me getting where I need need to be with my goals. It'll just throw me off track. And I know that when I've when I've stopped bodybuilding in the next like three to five years, I've got time to do that then. But currently, it's it's not it's not on my not on my radar. So do you think that sometimes is that a good thing? Like I used to go out a lot. Like I was a nightmare. I, you know, and now I don't. And I'll go out with my friends, and I can't even like drink with them properly anymore because I get drunk too quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I met my friends last week, and I just had. Coke zero. Yeah. 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 I went out and I was like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even do that. I don't even do that. Like, I don't even do that. I don't even go and meet him for, for and, and and drink 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 water or drink Coke Zero. I'll make I, I will make an effort in off season every now and again. I will we'll go and have a catch up and we'll go and have some food. But I'm not as active as potentially what I should be. Also, you're very busy as well. So yeah, I am busy. Work just take out my work, my work time as well. So, and they understand. They, they, I've kind of got to that age now where all my friends, um, they've all got their own things going off now. They've got kids, or they've got families, or they've got other friends groups, and they they understand that my goals are different to theirs, and. It's just it's just the way it is. Currently, that's the way it is. As long as I make time for family. for fa- for family and for Phoebe's, um, and for like really close friends, then 
that that's that's good enough for me. Yeah, we try and do a lot of family stuff in off season, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we do try and do a lot of family stuff. Sometimes I have to go without you. Yeah. But not not all the time. As long as he's got his shorts and t-shirts, all right. Yeah, I'm 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 happy with I'm literally happy with with my dog, and and that's it. I'm a bit of a bit of a hermit now. I used to be out every weekend when I was younger. I think it's just a maturity thing, like an age yeah. an age thing. Also, like this is what I mean. Is like, would you still be where you are now if you were still going out? Like I think, but if I carried on that route I was in and I still went out, like. Friday, Saturday, sometimes I'd throw in a Thursday and a Sunday night, maybe even a Wednesday if I was feeling adventurous. If I'd carried on that route, I'd still be working in the shop. Maybe yeah. I might be manager of a shop, but let's be honest, it doesn't pay great, does it? Yeah. That would still be my life. I was yeah. living in like the shittest town known to man, um, in Biddyford. Um the coast is great, but the town's horrendous. <laughs> With people that some of them I'm still really good friends with and I love to bits, but some people that I used to hang around with are still doing very much that life. Yeah. yeah. And I would then still be doing that life. Whereas now what I'm doing, I actually really enjoy it. I'm healthier, I'm fitter. I've yeah. got a career that I actually love. I never loved working in the shop, but it was to yeah. shop at a care home. So I picked the one with the less shit in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what it is. It's about doing what makes you happy at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, in, like, in an off-season, if you are wanting to be successful and you are wanting to have some form of career of being an athlete, you have to treat it like a prep. Yeah. yeah. When, I, when I changed my mindset from, from my off-seasons to be like my, my prep, that's when I made my most progress, in both business and in, in bodybuilding. But if nothing slips, like... Every, in fact, probably most people have been there where the routine's been fantastic on prep, and then they get to their off season, and the routine is totally different. And like, they might go some days where they don't have like any of the meals and just stuff like that. And that's just kind of your mindset slipping, thinking that I'm in an actual season where I'm off. Routine is key. Yeah, that's that's it. Routine. Routine is key. I guess it's changing the phrase as well from off season to improvement season. Yes. Yeah. I say like what what else would you say if you didn't say improvement season? Because I know that Dan McNabb slates the word improvement season. Who says that, sorry? Yeah, Dan. He doesn't like the phrase improvement season. And I say improvement season as well. So what what else would you say? Because it's not off season. Because you it's not, not like, off season. you're not taking it's not time off. But that's that's the phrase that you use. What do you call it? Gaining season. I just don't think there is. If you want to be successful in bodybuilding, it's it it's there is no off. There's not no, prep. Yeah, there's no there's no there's no off switch. It's just a different phase that you're currently in. Yeah, but yeah, like Phoebe said, like what do you what, what do you call it? My friends that are not into the bodybuilding world or anything like that, when they when I see them, they say, what part are you in now? Are you in your eating part or are you not eating part? Oh, I get it. Are you allowed to have some crisps now or not? Because they never they never mention anything about like my body or how my, how my physique has changed. Because obviously I've gone from like talking layman's terms, like size eight to size 12. Like yeah. they never say, "Oh, you look fat," or "Oh, you look massive," or whatever. They just associate it with 
What point are you at now? Your friends are pretty supportive, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. They, they were really good. They, they, they used to like when you first got into got into it, even though they didn't really have a clue. They used to come to your shows, yeah, and like support you. And I think that's though because I still met up with them. Yeah. Even when I was on prep, like not necessarily went out, but I'd show my face, and then I'd be like, "See ya." That's what I do. I go. I go. I have like a diet coke with my friends, so I'm still there. They're all drunk, and I'm like, "This is my time to go." I go, and then they're like, "Oh, you didn't say goodbye," or if that, you know, when they're like, "No, don't leave," and then you just have to slip out. I'm like, "No, no, I did." You were just really pissed. You probably don't remember. <laughs> I swear down. Like that is the hack to going out. Yeah, it is. They piss, like you must not remember. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I was. And you're like, yeah, well done, bye. <laughs> They're also very good that, like, they've changed how we meet. So, like, rather than arranging a night out and me just going for an hour, we meet for steps or we meet yeah. for steps and a black coffee, which is good. So it, it's different because most of my friends are wanting to try and get fitter anyway. So it benefits them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got one more question for both of you, which is, actually, no, I haven't. I've got two because you mentioned something earlier, which I didn't even think of, but now you get it as a question. What did you guys find it was like coaching, being coached by a partner and coaching your partner? Who who do you want to go first? Eva. I'll go first. So I think if Nathan didn't treat me like an actual client, and wasn't professional with the coaching process I'd be like see ya I'm going to find somebody else because I as an athlete do not want someone to just have a look at me and then say do x y and z I need it to be exactly how it would be as if I was another client on the books um and Nathan did that and also I had to fully let Nathan take the reins Mm. rather than have any of my own opinion or anything like that yes if you needed my feedback from anything or I'd give my two piece but I also just had to follow the plan and Nathan didn't he made some changes and I was like whoa they are intense and Nathan said do you want to win your pro card I said yeah but I did the changes (laughs) so he didn't not make changes because he cared for me. Yeah, I made the changes that was necessary for my goal. Yeah, I, re- I removed, I removed emotions and I removed the relationship, the feeling. I just treat you like a client. Yeah, she checks in. I was going to ask. This. Yeah, yeah she, she checks in on time. She sends me a checking photos to my work phone. She fills in a tracker as she should fill in a tracker. And I respond to her with a loom video to her phone. Like I do it exactly how how I do any other client. So it's not like I don't, I'm not like shouting upstairs like Phoebs, have you? What do you weigh this morning? Like have you done your photos? All right, yeah, sound. Um, oh, same again. Like I do it how it like how how I treat any other client. And I think that is. That's the only way it can work, really. Yeah, and also, like, say, if I deviated from a plan, you wouldn't be, what what are you eating that for? I did it it last week, and you went, you shouldn't be telling me that. You shouldn't be saying that now. Because I had some (laughs) sorry. 
you're eating something that she shouldn't be eating. I, I put it all in my check-in. She just, like, she put, she's honest. She puts it in like, check. Sorry today, extra. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it again. Yeah, so I just, I just completely separate it. We we, se we separate it completely. Right? So it doesn't... So the sofa talk is nothing to do with the process. Yeah. But I, I think, think you guys find it better like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's been quite good so far, really. Yeah. Yeah. Some people say, Do you pay him? And I say, No, I'm his posing coach. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't pay, yeah, she doesn't pay. <laughs> so yeah, that it, it's <laughs> I thought it was gonna be difficult and I did feel a little bit of pressure initially. So I was like, Do I want do I want to coach feeds? I'm an easy client. You are, to be fair. Do I want to do I want to coach my missus? Because it could you have always said before coaching me, I would always want us to have separate coaches so we have our own thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah I've always said that, but... Did you always have separate coaches as well? Like, you were never coached by the same person as well? Was first coach, we was coached by the same person, and I think just because... Nathan got more attention. Yeah. Not saying I got more attention, and I don't think it was intentional, but... The coach was maybe not the right coach for me as a female. No, it wasn't. Figure. Great, great person. Learned a lot from him. Great coach. person, great coach. Learned a lot from him, but just his, like how his process wasn't right for what Phoebe's needed in terms of, like sometimes, Phoebe would say, "Oh, I've, I've not, I don't know what I'm doing," and he'd text me. To, to tell Phoebes what to do. And I'd be like, and he's my coach. He's my coach, right? He messaging me. Uh, so, so that used to be a yeah. bit but I, but I never used to get upset. I just never used to say anything. So, yeah, so then that's when I got my own coach. So I went with Cuba. I was with Cuba until, obviously, last year. And then um, I just you needed to... Yeah, I was with Cuba from end of 2019 until literally the end of 2022. So a good... Two and a half years. Two and a half years, yeah. yeah. Yours. So, and who coaches you now, Nate? Cal. Cal, yeah. So we had the first coach, as first coach together uh, initially, and then because I was going to give to Cal, weren't I, after Cuba? Yeah. But then I just made the decision that I didn't just want to rush to a different coach, and because I was in the depth of prep, and something had happened, and I didn't want somebody from the outside that didn't fully know how I responded. Although Cal kind of did, just from you speaking to him. Yeah, so, like, so I like, I, I actually, because Cal was my coach and we've got a good relationship, I actually like conferred, conferred with Cal on a few things. Um, so like Cal kind of overlooked it a little bit and you you said what you was going to do and Cal was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect on, on everything. So I'm just glad that Nathan knew exactly how my body worked. Just for instance, for little things like if, even though I needed to pull a lot of body fat off, some coaches would have just put me on zero carb and high cardio. But that that doesn't work for me because I'm so tall. Nathan knows from previous preps that I just go stringy and I go very flat. And then once I'm very flat, can't bring it back. So Nathan knew that he needed to take a specific look for me, which was flatter intentionally. We needed to go on flatter. Um, yeah. But also I needed to make sure I didn't kind of wither. Um, so you knew 
where to take me, when to feed me up. Some coaches wouldn't have fed me up, whereas I did need it. So you just knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is so different, like, person to person, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but luckily, because obviously I've, I've never got involved in Phoebe's coaching relationships with, with other coaches before, but obviously I've always seen how her physique's changed because she's done that many preps. And every single peak has been different. Every, every it's single... not a bad thing. It's data. I've collected a lot of data about myself. Like I could coach myself, but also at the same time, I want a coach. Yeah. 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 So it... I want someone to keep accountable to and make me better rather than potentially slipping away and potentially second-guessing myself. Yeah. Like, all I want to do is put my all into just going on stage, not yeah. actually thinking about what to do. Yeah, and I think it makes... I think if you prepped yourself, because me and Joe had this conversation the other day, he said, would you ever prep yourself? And I was like, no. Because I think for me as well, you'd be at the risk of giving yourself a really bad body image issues because you're constantly picking yourself apart. Constantly yeah. telling yourself you're not lean enough, you're not muscly enough, you're not this, you're not that. And actually mentally, would that be a good thing for yourself? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think, yeah. We, I think we all know, like, I... I I think we both could coach yourself, but I definitely wouldn't because I would make rash decisions. You definitely would. I would definitely make rash Nathan decisions. Nathan would make, make rash decisions. And I would bury myself. Yeah. Like, Nathan does random things like he would go through his beard cut and come back with a shaved head. <laughs> no. <laughs> you didn't do not, that one, yeah, but that's not a rash decision. I mean, I'd make rash decisions in terms of what you are about. <laughs> I know, in terms of you, like what yeah. you're going to do with your cooking, I know. I've had three fantastic coaches. Like I can't really, I've learned a lot. So my first coach, I learned very knowledgeable, learned loads from him. Um, then I had Josh Maley as my second coach. Fantastic person, great guy, learned loads from Josh. He literally, the way he conducts himself uh, and the way he carries himself I learned so much. He taught me how to be a pro. Mm. Like, so I've still got a really good relationship with Josh now. So class him as a good friend. So Josh taught me a lot. And then Callum's been fantastic as well. So yeah. I think I've been very happy with my coaching, like my, my coaching sort of process. Like I can't really say anything bad about the coaches that I've had. I've only moved from each coach at each time. Like each coach I've been with, I've been with for like over two years, like two and a half years with my first coach, two and a half years with my second coach. Cal's coming up to 18 months now. And the only only reason that I moved from my first coach is because we got too close and it didn't feel like a coaching process anymore. Um, and the second, the t only time I moved from Josh was because... And Josh brought it up, full respect to him, we could have been potentially competing against each other last year because Josh, Josh also won his pro card at the Arnold's. He did, yeah. When we initially lined up and spoke about what shows we were doing, which it didn't work out that, that way in the end, but it, it kind of, both our timelines lined up to be competing against each other. Um, and we, it, we didn't want, because we had a friendship as well as a coaching relationship, it, we didn't want to affect that. So we were like, look, I know that we're professional enough to manage it, but when it gets into the, the depths of prep, 
um, and we're both X amount of weeks out from potential of the same show and I make changes and tell you to do X, Y, and Z. I don't want you thinking, is he making these changes? Like, is there anything else behind it? Is he doing this that could sabotage my look? Or Not that I would ever think that at all, because like I say, we're both professional in what we do, but I didn't want to put any extra... We, we both didn't want to put any extra stress on the relationship. Yeah. And I guess for Josh as a coach to be right, okay, I need to get Nathan 100%, whilst also trying to get yourself 100% at the same show, it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it would have been it would have been a lot to try and manage. So, massive... Because I, I wasn't even thinking about moving until he brought it up in, like, in a check-in. And I can remember, like, going back to him, like, initially, straight away, and saying, no, mate, like, kind of, don't be daft, like, not even thinking about that. And then the more I thought about it, I like... He has got a point, and I don't want. And this was like before we started as off season, so I kind of thought, do I want to leave it until prep and then change to a new coach, just starting prep who doesn't know my body? Yeah. Or do I move now, and have a full off season with a coach that can actually get used to me and as as get used to the process together? So we had a chat and. Made made the kind of made the decision together, um, because yeah. he knows Carl and he okayed it. And I'm like, I th- I'm thinking if I do make if I, if I do make the jump, I'm gonna go go to Cal. Are you happy with that? And he like couldn't have, couldn't have, couldn't be happier. So that was the reason we moved from there. So that was that, and the rest is history. Start with Cal now. Yeah. Yeah. Start with Cal. Start with Cal. my last question, I'm gonna ask both of you this is. For everyone listening today, what is the one thing you'd like them to take away from today's podcast? Remember that when you're on prep, you are the person that is putting yourself through it. It's nobody else's fault when you're hungry, you're tired, and you want to snap at somebody. You've just got to stay positive and not take anything out on anybody else. So that's my take home. What's, your, what's my take home? Sleep separately. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you've got the spare bed made up. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of something philosoph- philosophical to right, say. I'll just, I'll just cut out the break, the pause of you thinking. It's okay, we can do oh, that. Perfect. Anyway. Hope she's being sarcastic. Try to be selfless in everything that you do even if you are in prep, always think about the actions that you take and what reactions they will bring. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just a case of being mindful of your choices and how they affect other people. Um, And always do things for the right reasons. for the love of it, so enjoy the process, whatever you're going to do. If you're not doing it for the right reasons, then don't bother doing it at all. Um, yeah, and just try to be truthful to yourself and to everybody else around you. Awesome. I think, yeah. Thought very hard about that, didn't you? It wasn't one thing there, though. No, there's, just, there's loads of things. It's just about... 
it's just about being mindful of your, uh, just of yourself and your actions and just yeah I don't just know. make sure you communicate yeah and definitely communi- yes communication is a big one communicate yeah. how are you feeling why are you feeling this way and just talk things through that doesn't work then yeah Hi. <laughs> <laughs> get in the spare room <laughs> yeah that's it Good. Um, cool. And if people want to find you, ask any questions or whatever, where can they find you to? What's your Instagram handle? Because, oh no, Phoebe's on TikTok, so she can share her TikTok as well now. Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Phoebe Goodwin One or on TikTok. My new account is at Phoebes Goodwin. Nice. What about you, Nathan? Uh, I don't have a hug. <laughs> so on Instagram, I am Big Nath underscore styles underscore ifbb pro yes uh, and then our coaching page is um just good style coaching no goes at, at good style coaching that's just coaching page and Phoebe's just posing page is elite posing academy underscore elite posing academy and then you've just started a tiktok as well yeah but i'm not very good at it so we'll <laughs> leave that um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was one more thing. Why is your name not got IFU Pro in the end, Phoebe? I thought that was the law. Well, I wanted to still be associated with my name and not IFBB Pro. So I put it in the second name down. Like the bio. The bio. So that people would just know me as Phoebe Goodwin, not Phoebe Goodwin IFBB Pro. I actually had to get told to cheat, like Eddie, Eddie. One of my clients, Eddie Chip, messaged me like, "Yeah, everyone was messaging me." Like, mate, mate, why have you not changed your name? So it took me about six weeks to change my name. Yeah, um, somebody else mentioned that, didn't they? Like, but, you can tell you're the type of person you are because um, normally people change it within hours, and it's already been two weeks later, and you've not even changed it. Yeah, why have you not changed your name to FPB? You were Jasmine, Jasmine at Compact. Yeah, Jasmine did say, she went, yeah. "Why has Nathan not changed his name yet?" I'm like, well, I didn't even realize. Didn't even know that were like what you had to do. So I got pressured into changing it. I would still be the same. Yeah. yeah Everyone is, as soon as you've got the iFoodie Pro card, you've got to do the underscore iFoodie Pro. Yeah. Probably. But thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Um, It's been awesome to have you. And I know that people have taken loads away from this. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Yes, thank you so much much we've loved it if you're listening Um, please share this onto your stories on instagram tag all three of us in it um and yeah hope you enjoyed it bye cheers guys bye